Welcome to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually, these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend. But on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love people, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll stick around because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Hey, welcome to episode 28. I'm Dave, one of the guys Jessica mentions at the end of the show. I know I'm not the voice you normally hear, but don't worry, I haven't hijacked the show. You'll be hearing from Jessica in just a few moments. Today, I'm going to be asking Jessica a lot of the questions you guys have sent through our social media accounts, and a couple you didn't. We had a lot of fun creating this behind-the-scenes look, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as we did. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jessica Tandrup. Hey, Jess, how's it going? <laughs> hey. <laughs> so this is odd. This is a brand new experience. If anybody doesn't know, my name is Dave Tandrup, and I'm the guy Jess is always talking about at the end of the show, if you bother listening that far. <laughs> yes. So Dave is my husband, and we are doing a six-month look back on the start of our show. It's called Good Question with Jessica Tanderup, but Dave Tanderup's hands are all over this project. He spends as much time or more on this than I do. And so we thought it might be kind of fun to talk about everything we've learned so far and let you hear his voice a little bit on this one as well. Well, I don't know about letting you hear my voice so much. What the real point of this is, is for you to get to know Jessica a bit better. So let's start off with how you normally start off. Could you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. <laughs> okay, so obviously my name is Jessica Tanderup. <laughs> I am married to Dave. We've been married for nine years. We have two daughters. Abigail is six. And Amelia is almost two. We live in Oklahoma, but before this, we were in North Carolina for four years. Before that, we were in Hawaii for three years. Before that, we were in Alabama for about a year. And well, I was there for about a year. You were there for longer. We got married while Dave was in flight school with the Army. So you might have heard me mention that a little bit kind of explains why we've been all over the place. I grew up here in Oklahoma. Uh, I grew up in an apostolic family. My dad became a preacher whenever I was about second grade, I think, is when he got his first minister's license. And I have a bachelor's degree in sign language, American Sign Language Interpreting. That's what I do as my day job. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> Wait, should I say anything about like my personality, my likes and dislikes? Yeah. Uh, I'm an introvert. I used to only drink tea, but 
after I got married to Dave, I started drinking coffee and now I drink a lot of coffee, probably more than is good for me. Tenderups drink lots of coffee. They do. We love it. It's a true story. I love to read. I've always loved to read, but I haven't had as much time for that in recent years. Small children get in the way of reading habits. Sometimes, yes, they do. Okay, so the podcast, good question with Jessica Tanderup. What's the point of it? Why are you doing this podcast? Well, I guess the bottom line of why I'm doing the podcast is a few years ago, I felt God speak to me and ask me to use my voice to be a blessing for the kingdom, I guess. The question that the Lord asked me was, will you speak? And so that kind of started me on a journey towards this project. I started off the blog, which I do not write for anymore. There's not been any new content there in quite a while. It is still in existence on the internet. Um, it is the indecisivemama.com. And it was a lot of uh, motherhood topics. And that was kind of the first place that I started using my quote unquote voice. But I've always wanted to do a podcast. Okay, that kind of short circuits my <laughs> my next question, <laughs> which was why a podcast? Well, okay, so after Abby was born, well, I went from working pretty much full time to being a stay at home mom. And a lot of moms will know that that transition can make you feel like kind of cut off from the world and like your brain is not, <laughs> you're not getting to use your brain in the same way that you did before. For one thing, you're so tired that you don't have <laughs> as much capacity, but also because the tasks of, of early motherhood, especially, are pretty monotonous. And I was looking for a way to combat that and looking for some help with kind of um, navigating that new part of life. And as I was doing that, I found uh, a couple of podcasts, started listening to those. Those people interviewed people who had other podcasts. And before I knew it, I had literally hours of podcasts every day that were keeping me company as I was dealing with some postpartum anxiety and learning about how to be a mom. And so podcasts have really been my thing, I guess, for the past six years. And there are so many of them that I have enjoyed and have really taught me a lot and helped me a lot. And I don't know, I can remember pretty clearly where I was driving to our house in North Carolina when the idea came to me that I should start a podcast. And I kicked around the idea of it for a while, like quite a while. <laughs> it was, I had lots of different ideas about what I wanted to do and what kind of topics I wanted to cover. And then I guess after Amelia was born, I've talked a little bit about it on past episodes, but I've been through a pretty, I guess, dark period of some depression since she was born. We had um, James King on an earlier episode and I went to him for some counseling. And one of the things that we determined that I needed to work on was that I needed to have a voice. And that was kind of confirmation of that word I had gotten from the Lord. And so... We started talking about me doing a podcast, but then I kept dragging my feet <laughs> until one night I was having a rough night and you were doing the dishes and praying and you 
turned the water off and came in the living room and said that the Lord had told you the reason that I was stuck was because I wasn't obeying the word that he'd given me and that I needed to stop running away like Jonah. and I needed to do what he said to do. And so we started talking about it more seriously. And not long after that, a really good friend of mine was here for a visit over my birthday weekend last year. And we had a lot of really good conversations. And when I woke up on my birthday that morning in the shower, (laughs) the Lord kind of dropped the name of this podcast, our tagline, if you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. And about 20 topic ideas kind of into my brain all at once. And I got out of the shower, opened my journal, jotted it all down. And yeah. Here we are. So at first, podcast helped you as a mother, a brand new mother, to feel not alone. They helped you to feel like you had a companion, somebody that you understood, at least somebody that you could feel seen and heard. And then once God placed that call onto your life to speak, it became clear over the course of time that that was going to be your objective to create this podcast, this show to help people that are struggling with these issues in Christianity to not feel alone, that you are not all by yourself. There is a community of people that are thinking, feeling, and seeing the same exact thing that you are. Yeah, I think that's true. And what I find to be really interesting is before I started this podcast, I didn't know of a lot of apostolic podcasts period. But I also didn't know of any that were talking about the kinds of topics that we're talking about. And since starting this six months ago, I know of at least two other podcasts that are apostolic podcasters and who are tackling some of these same topics. And for me, I won't lie, there's a part of my mind that would go to like, oh, no, well, why should I do this? Because somebody else is doing it. But Very quickly, I can usually shut that down because it to me, it's more a confirmation that these conversations need to be happening and that God is prompting multiple people to start having these these tough conversations because it's something that the church needs. I truly believe that. So you decided that you wanted to start a podcast. God dropped this bombshell of an idea, gave you the name, gave you the topics, What were the challenges of starting the podcast? Well, I think the number one challenge was mental. I've talked about, you know, I like to talk about the Enneagram. I like to talk about personalities. And learning about my Enneagram type has really helped me to understand the way my brain works. And one of the things about being the type that I am, which is a type nine, is that we really struggle to believe that our presence matters. So like I said before, it's easy for me to immediately jump to, well, somebody else is already talking about this. Someone else is already doing this. Why should anyone listen to me? I don't have any kind of expertise. So these are all things that can get me caught in a slog. So you find yourself struggling with imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really a lot all the time. (laughs) And for me, it's ridiculous because you're talking about stuff and you're having these amazing conversations. And yet at the same time around the kitchen table, you're saying, oh, well, who am I that people should listen to me? 
But then we start talking about the podcast that you listen to. <laughs> and I turn the table around and say, not physically, that, that, would be, <laughs> that would be ridiculous in our small house to be turning the table around. The point gets made that, okay, the people that you're listening to, what are their credentials? Oh, well, they're just some moms that are talking. They're just somebody. And it's like, okay, so why are they different than you? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's completely logical when you when you lay it all out. But I think whatever your fear is, whatever that internal thing is, it's different for everybody, but it kind of defies logic a lot. But that's why I'm thankful that I have you, because whenever I have those moments, you talk me through that. <laughs> We've had that same exchange right there probably a hundred times, but I keep needing to be reminded of it. So I'm thankful that I have you to help me do that. After the mental hurdle and deciding to do it, the next biggest challenge was the technology piece. That was very overwhelming to me. And again, that's where I'm thankful that I have you because once I committed that I was going to do this, you have been so supportive. In fact, I literally couldn't do it without you because I don't know how to do the parts of this project that, that you have been responsible for for all of our episodes so far. So as far as that part goes, I really appreciate your help because if it were up to me to learn the technology, we might still not have started. <laughs> well, and as far as the technology goes, we started off thinking that we were going to get one thing and it turns out that the technology was not actually compatible. And so we had to do some further research and start using some of our own resources to get the better quality that we were looking for. I've been pretty passionate from the beginning about wanting the podcast to sound professional. I've listened to enough podcasts that I knew what I wanted it to sound like. I just didn't know how to get us there. And so having you working on the editing figuring out how to incorporate the intro music and all that stuff was really helpful. And then we can't talk about the technology part without acknowledging our audio engineer, Josh, who does a fantastic job. He makes it, trust me when I say that what we record and what you hear <laughs> on the podcast are two different things. And he makes a huge difference um, and making it sound good for you in your ears. So we really appreciate you, Josh. Yeah, we need more of y'all to start giving us money so that we can hire Josh full time because we've got a lot more things that we'd like for him to do and up the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. So those are some pretty big challenges that you had to overcome during the process of creating the podcast up until now. What has been something that you have enjoyed the most? I enjoy having the conversations. So what I say in the intro about loving to have deep conversations with friends is absolutely true. That's part of my introvert nature. I don't like small talk. I I will stand around awkwardly. But if someone introduces a, a good question, <laughs> I can I can sit there and talk all day. So the actual conversations, and especially with people who are super passionate about what they're talking about. For example, Brother Marcel Fulton, when we had our first conversation on the addiction and recovery episode, like literally whenever I came out of that recording, I was so energized from his energy 
I knew as soon as I called him to set up the interview that y'all were going to enjoy that because he was so enthusiastic, so energetic. It was amazing just getting to talk to him about setting up the interview. Yeah. <laughs> so that... And it's not only, you know, his personality is is very contagious. Uh, you know, his energy is contagious. But that's not, that's not to say that I haven't also enjoyed the conversations with people who are more um, reserved and soft-spoken because everyone that we've talked to has been someone who has a passion for whatever topic we're talking about. And those kinds of conversations just, like, they're fuel for me. Like, I just, I love them. So that's been absolutely hands down my favorite part. So on the flip side, what is your least favorite part or what was the least favorite thing that you've come across during this process? Well, I really am uncomfortable with pushing for support. So I guess not even pushing for support, but just like self-promotion. I want these conversations to get out to people, but I am very uncomfortable with telling people about them, I guess. I'm working on that and I think it's getting better. Part of that is it's very hard to know what is and isn't working. So for example, I post to Instagram um, six days a week, to Facebook six days a week. And I'm pretty intentional about those posts, but I have no idea how that translates into listeners. So I don't know if the numbers I see on Instagram are translating into podcast numbers. So it's kind of like I'm throwing a bunch of stuff up in the air and I'm not sure what's sticking. So that part can be a little bit overwhelming for me sometimes. Well, that can be the nature of what you're talking about, though, because you're having all of these fantastic conversations with people and you're getting a lot of private feedback or when you talk to people in person, hey, I love that show. I love this episode. It really touched me. It moved. We're having fantastic conversations about stuff. But because of the nature of what we're talking about, you don't see that reflected in your social media or publicly. Yeah, that's a really good point that I try to keep in mind. Like we're talking about subjects that are difficult. And so it makes sense to me that people don't always want to share the things that really impacted them (laughs) because a lot of times they're personal or they're not necessarily taboo, but the lesser discussed topics. And that's the whole point of our show. So it's kind of, um, it kind of comes with the territory. It also just kind of comes with the territory of podcasting in general, I think, because, you know, this is a very solitary endeavor. I'm here with my computer, my mic. Right now I've got you here with me. Normally I'm in this room by myself and there's somebody on the phone that I'm interviewing. But I mean, I've said this before, I, I'm not in your cars when you're listening. I'm not standing in your kitchen with you or on your walk with you or at the gym with you when you're listening to the podcast. I don't see you nod your head. I don't, you know, it's it's very different than being on a stage talking to people that you can see. It's just kind of the nature of what we're doing. And if you are in the gym right now, you need to do one more rep for Jesus or you need to turn that treadmill up and run a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> So now that we've heard about what you like the most and you like the least, and you're putting in a couple extra reps for Jesus, (laughs) what are your goals for the show long term? This one is really hard because I'm not great at setting goals. We, We talk about this a lot and I'm not really good at putting it into 
like firm concrete goals that you can set (laughs) and put steps to and all that. At least I'm not around the podcast for some reason. I have ideas. I have ideas of things that I would like to do. So obviously we want to keep making the show. That's the first thing. In order to do that, I have to continue scheduling people. I have to keep coming up with ideas for show topics. I have to reach out to people, get the interviews scheduled in enough time for you to do your thing and for Josh to do his thing. So that part of it is like just being able to continue putting out a show. Like that's my first goal. Another thing that I would like to do and we've talked about doing is setting up a Patreon, which if you're not familiar, Patreon is a platform that a lot of podcasts and other content creators use online where people can become a supporter of the show and then we can give them um, exclusive content. So we've kicked around a lot of ideas about what that would be. If anybody, any of you out there have thoughts of what you'd like to see from us in that kind of a space, we would love to hear it. One of the things that I've thought about, because like we were saying, these topics are kind of difficult to discuss in a public forum is a private discussion group where only Patreon supporters could come together and we could talk about some of these podcast topics. So when you say Patreon and you say exclusive content, you're talking about paid content. And that means that you're looking at turning a side gig into your full-time job. I would love to be able to do that. We're very far away from that being a reality, but that, that yes, that would be something I would love to see happen. Podcasting takes a lot of time. And so right now I'm working, you have other projects that you're working on. Plus we have children, you know, plus we're trying to be involved with our church and, you know, take care of our marriage and, you know, all of those things. So finding the margin to make additional content is difficult. And that's why we haven't done it yet. But yes, if there was, if there are people paying for that content, it would free up some of my time to be able to create the content. It's just kind of figuring out when we can make that jump. Well, that definitely makes sense. So what's some advice that you have for people who want to get a podcast started? We've had a number of people that have reached out said, hey, I would love to start a podcast. What are some things that you would tell them? What do you wish you knew when you were getting started? Well, I think that my advice is to find the balance between being prepared before you start and not waiting too long. So I think it's important to have a clear idea of what you want the show to be about, to have some topic ideas ready to determine what kind of format you want to have, if you want it to be an interview show, if you want it to just be you talking, if you're going to have a regular co-host, all those kinds of things. I think it's important to have all of that laid out. But I also would say don't feel like you have to have every single detail figured out before you start. Well, so like when we recorded our first episode, we didn't have a podcast mic. We just started off with what we had. And then pretty quickly, we started realizing what things sounded like, what we wanted them to sound like, and started making adjustments to get to where we wanted to be as far as the audio quality. But it's one of those things we couldn't have known that until we started somewhere. So now when you say pick out the format of the show, thinking about that myself, 
if you want to do an interview format, like what Good Question with Jessica Tandrup is, that brings some awesome possibilities in that you get people that are absolute experts or very passionate about the topics, but it's got some downsides to it too, right? Yeah. So the challenge of having an interview show, you have to consider how much time podcasting takes. And when you are interviewing someone else, that adds another person and another person's schedule into the mix. So you have to give yourself even more time. So I have to take the time to reach out to people. And then there's usually some back and forth about when we can schedule. More than once, several times, we've had where either I needed to reschedule or the guest needed to reschedule. And so you have to consider that when you're making an interview show. It's really good to have a few weeks lead. When we launched, I think we had five or six episodes already recorded and ready uh, when we launched to give ourselves a little bit of a head start. We ate through that pretty quick (laughs) and have not always kept a lead, but that's helpful. It's definitely less stressful when you do it that way. If you're just recording by yourself or with just a regular co-host and you have regular recording times, it can be a little bit easier, I imagine, but I haven't. I haven't done a podcast that way. So I'm sure that has its challenges as well. I'm going to ask like funny stories or like something silly. Yeah. So since you do an interview show, you're dependent on your guest to provide at least half of the conversation. Most of the time it's more. And part of that has to do with me editing. I cut down a lot of Jessica's blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So you guys don't have to listen to her (laughs) ramble and... Then we can, you know, just listen to the guest and what they have to say. Sometimes there are really funny things that happen behind the scenes that don't ever make it onto the show. Can you tell us about something like that that's happened? Well, there are things that are funny kind of in retrospect that are not funny as they happen. So I'm thinking about the podcast with Adam and Carissa King. (laughs) We had like... (laughs) four or five unique and separate tech issues all happened to us at the exact same time. And it happened to be a day where we were recording during the day and Dave was trying to take the kids and leave, but he's my tech person. And so he thought he had everything all set up for me and he took the kids in the car and left. And then everything with my recording system went haywire. And (laughs) I was a nervous wreck. And Adam and Carissa were so kind and Adam was trying to help me like troubleshoot because they're podcasters as well, obviously. He was trying to help me troubleshoot my tech issues. Anyway, they were very gracious, but it was certainly nerve wracking in the moment. It was only by the grace of God that y'all got to hear the talking about sex episode. Yeah, it was it was pretty stressful. Another time there was an episode where the guest was in the middle of speaking and my phone just dropped the call. So that was a little bit frustrating and kind of amusing. We've been pretty good about not having like kids making crazy noises in the background for the most part. The cat likes to make her presence known sometimes. Yes, I record in the same room where the cat has her food. And so she comes to visit from time to time and likes to climb over my lap, over the computer in front of the microphone. (laughs) 
So yeah, that happens occasionally. (laughs) So those are the funny stories. Can you tell us about the things that were terrible or just really stressful? I wouldn't say that anything has been terrible. Can you think of anything that's been terrible? I'm asking you the question. (laughs) I can't think of anything that's been terrible. The most nervous that I think I've been the entire time was certainly with um, Dr. Bernard. Everything leading up to that recording, his assistant was very kind and everything was very smooth. Sister Morley was awesome. Yes, she's fantastic. But that was a very nerve-wracking episode to record. He's a very important man and he has very strict time schedule that we needed to keep. And so, yeah, I was a little, I was quite nervous during that whole conversation and thought of lots of things I wish I had asked him as soon as we hung up the phone, but (laughs) I had missed my moment. What's something that you wish all of the listeners knew? The thing that I wish everyone knew was how much truly that it means to me when people share the podcast with their friends and family. As someone who has listened to podcasts for so long, I can tell you that my friends have been at times inundated with links to listen to things that I've heard that remind me of someone or I think will be an encouragement to someone. And so I know that feeling of being the listener, sharing a show, and to think that people are doing that with the podcast that we're putting out really, really makes me happy. And it makes me feel like what we're doing really matters. I would just want to say thank you to everyone who has shared the show. And then, of course, thank you to everyone who is supporting us. The listener support, it really means a lot as well. Of course, it's nice that there's financial support there. And yes, as we've mentioned already, we do have a goal of turning this into a job for me. But even more than that, when you put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, and show us through your contribution that you truly believe in what we're doing, it really, really does mean a lot to us. So thank you to everyone who's listened, everyone who's supported, everyone who's come and and sent us a private message or come up to us in person and told us what the show has meant to you. Those keep me going. The last question of the show is always the same. So Jessica Tanderup, what's a good question that you're asking yourself these days? Hmm. Well, I was thinking about this one and you and I both have birthdays coming up here in the next couple of weeks, about six weeks, we'll each have a birthday and full disclosure will be 38 this year. So we are two years away from 40. And so I've just been thinking in the spirit of goal setting and that sort of thing, not that I think 40 is like the end I I definitely don't believe that. I believe that our 40s can be our greatest decade yet. I'm excited about them actually. But in a lot of areas of my life, specifically my physical health, there are ways that I could be healthier. And so I've been thinking about what are the things that I need to be doing right now so that I can go into my 40s as physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally healthy as I can be. So that's going to take some some thinking and some planning, but I, knowing how hard it is for me to set goals and meet them, I thought I probably should give myself like a two-year lead. <laughs> that seems like a really good idea. It may not actually be sufficient. 
Well, thank you so much for taking the time to thank you so much for taking the time to talk about yourself. I'm sure that I'm not the only one that appreciates you taking the time to explain your goals and motivations and what goes on with Jessica behind the microphone. Well, I hope that people have enjoyed this. If you're still listening, thank you for hanging in there through this whole thing. Makes me very uncomfortable, but I hope that it's been something that you've enjoyed. And it is tremendously shorter than what we actually recorded. I really hope that you guys had as much fun listening to the episode as we had making it. We laughed and there may have been some giggling, but I undoubtedly edited that out. But I really enjoyed being able to ask her the questions that you guys asked us and share her responses. If this episode resonated with you, I hope you'll share it with a friend and I hope you'll come share your thoughts about it on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Good Question Show and she's at Jessica Tandrup. That's Jessica T as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. You can also find our Facebook page by searching Good Question with Jessica Tandrup podcast. If you'd like to email us, our email is goodquestionshow at gmail.com. This podcast is a production of Good Question Media and is produced and hosted by Jessica, the co-producer, editor, and the man that comes up with 99.9% of these (laughs) topics (laughs) is me, Dave Tanderup. Our audio engineer is Josh Powalczyk. That's it for this week. Jessica will be back next Tuesday with another good question. See y'all then. (laughs) 